Hi everybody, this is Craig from the University of Applied Research and Development and this is part of our Veterans Stories Difference Makers series and we're delighted to have Michael Alvarez with us. Hi Michael. Hi, how are you? Thank you for having me. Oh, we're delighted to have you with us and um, firstly, I do want to say thank you for your service in the Army and what you've done for the country. I appreciate that. Great to have you here and look, I'd love to start by how about you share with us, what was your motivation for going into the military in the first place? I wanted to serve a, a higher purpose. And I really wanted to do that in regards to like, school wasn't really cutting it at the beginning. I joined or I went to a community college and I wasn't doing so well. And luckily my dad, um, he really talked to me about what the military done, has done for his life. And I thought it was a very impactful moment and speech and honestly i felt everything aligned in that one moment when we had that conversation and i wanted to join and be a part of something bigger and so you went into the army was your dad in the army as well he was amazing so a family of veterans yeah <laughs> he was in he was a part of the infantry so a little different based on my support role but yeah wow Wow, that's incredible. So I must be very proud of you. I hope so. <laughs> I'm sure he is. Why don't you tell us about some of your experiences in the military, your role, where you were, what you did? Yeah, so I joined the military as a human resource specialist. Um, typically, we just help soldiers develop their army careers. And basically, um, anything from finance, promotion boards, getting anything in regards to finance ready um, with documents and making sure that our soldiers are taken care of. And um, in regards to the location, I, I was stationed at Fort Carson, Colorado, which is beautiful. I don't know if you've ever been. <laughs> it's gorgeous, but um, that's where I was stationed with 4th ID Infantry Unit. So how many how many military staff were you looking after there? Oh man, it, it varied because the, my position changed a little bit because I was supporting a battalion at one point, which I mean it could range from like three to four hundred people. But when I um, took, I would say we got we transitioned to a different position with G one. So I worked for Fourth ID G one. So there was probably. I mean, it varied on Fort Carson. There were so many soldiers. I, I mean, I'm going to take a guess around 10,000. Wow. Yeah. It's not often that someone gets the opportunity to work in an organization, particularly in HR, and be yeah. responsible for caring for such a large, such a large staff. Yeah, it's... I, I felt very lucky. I, one of my first army leaders, she was a CW3, so she was a HR technician, really believed in me and believed in the difference that I could make in the military. And luckily, I worked for her at the battalion level for quite some time. Hmm. What did she see in you that made her believe that you could do this? Just, I, I wanted to bring a different dynamic and actually take care of the soldiers in regards to really helping them develop their career in the military, even if that was staying after hours, making sure that we got everything prepped in regards to their promotion board, like I stated, 
um, if they were having matters with finance, we kind of had to really be able to utilize our resources and find the answers for these specific soldiers because each case was different. Mm. And so when you're dealing with these cases, um, you said that college wasn't going so great. So I imagine that in, in the army, you, were, you had a lot of training to do your role. Absolutely. So I did um, go to, I believe it was a, a three-month course in um, Fort Jackson, South Carolina. And then after that, I actually was stationed full-time at Fort Carson, Colorado but also was able to utilize some benefits while I was in the tuition assistance program. It's basically your, you can utilize um, the funds to, for higher education, basically. And that's when I started probably my second year while I was in the military, I started going to University of Phoenix online. Okay. And did you find a difference then studying online, being in the service? A different sort of culture or ethos around you did it feel more successful it was nice because some of the courses are required to take at the campus so you got to really um experience both um right. do i i probably would prefer in person a little better just because you're able to collaborate and just you have that i don't know the camaraderie right and were you based at um, Fort Carson for the whole of your service? I was. I okay. Well, I did do one deployment, but I went right back to Fort Carson. Okay. And where was your deployment? Kandahar, Afghanistan. Okay. Tell us a bit about that. <laughs> Being a support role and going to Afghanistan, let me just tell you, it's something that I never expected. I didn't think that... Um, I didn't think that a support role would potentially get deployed. And, you know, just being deployed to a third world country is something that I wasn't accustomed to or wasn't used to, or I wouldn't, but, you know, I had my, my brothers and sisters in the, in the army and they helped me get through it. You know, we leaned on each other in regards to the hard days and not so hard days. Well, share with us some of those challenges, and and I, I understand the understand the the brotherhood and the sisterhood and the team around you. But but what did that really help you get through? Um, it, honestly, it really helped me adapt and be adaptable, because okay, you know, obviously you have your your fellow coworkers in your office, and yes, my primary position was HR and finance. Um, uh -huh. We still you know, completed those duties while we were over there in Afghanistan. But at the end of the day, you could be pulled for any sort of duty. Like I, I was placed on like gate duty during the evening. And that was something that I never expected that I would do. Did you feel safe? Um, there were moments when I didn't feel safe. But, you know, again, like I stated, I really leaned on my brother my fellow soldiers to really help boost my morale and help me get through it. Hmm. Yeah. And so how long were you in the service? I was in for four years active and then four years uh, active ready reserve. 
Okay. So what did that mean then if you're a really reserved person? Um, the active reserves is really more of a check-in. Typically, if you were needed in any sort of, um, I mean, it could vary, but if they needed you, you could be called back at any moment. So as you transition back into civilian life, what were some of those um, challenges of readjustment? Because just being in <laughs> Afghanistan in a support role, is that's a unique experience, I would imagine, um, and a very different environment moving into civilian life. So what were some of those challenges and how did you navigate that? I think the big challenge was really communication and learning how to communicate effectively, but also you know, because in the military, we have a certain way of communicating, you know, it's very direct and to the point. And when you're in the civilian life, you want to give a personal touch with your communication almost where you build like an emotional connection with someone. So it leaves a lasting impression. So how did you learn to do that? <laughs> um, I would say my first job that I took right out of the military, out of active time, I started working for a um, a senior living community, which I helped seniors really, well, obviously it was a senior living community, but it opened my eyes in regards to, I wanted to continue helping people and continue that selfless service that the military teaches you as part of their army values. So spending time with these residents, understanding their stories and mm. helping when I could. Even um, some, of the, some of the residents were actually uh, prior service veterans who um, they weren't aware of certain benefits in which they're eligible for or their family members. So I try to help them you know, really navigate through that or find a contact that could help them utilize those benefits. That's amazing. Must have made a difference for them understanding because you don't know what you don't know, right? So must be right. great for them to have that. Yeah, especially, you know, when, when you're paying a certain amount when you're a senior, you know, you, you never, if you don't expect you know, I guess you'd say if you wouldn't project to end of life, then honestly, if people run out of money, then what are, what are they going to do? But yeah, I, I really enjoyed helping the seniors and really getting to know them and listening to their stories. Even in the, uh, we had, um, it's a dementia um, hall and really spending time with those people. Hmm. Oh, that's lovely. It must have made a difference for, for many of those people in, in the senior living environment. Do you believe that many veterans don't know what's actually available there to help Ab them? Absolutely. Uh, you have, and you know, being in a support role, it made it very easy for me to understand um, all the res or have the tools to find those resources and get the time to go to those um, classes or even the um i'm thinking of the, the i believe it's the transitional assistance program where i think it's about a two or three month program where they help you transition into the civilian life where whether that's setting up a linkedin 
understanding your resources, um, helping family, your, your dependents get set up with certain services through the Veterans Affairs as you transition out. So yes, I, I don't think that some of the um, infantry um, soldiers are really informed on those benefits that they have and or resources that they have when they transition out. Yeah. And so tell us about what you're doing now. Right now, I actually work for Crepes a Latte. It's a catering, hospitality, marketing company. Um, we are 100% employee owned, which is amazing. Um, amazing, yeah. Right now, I, I handle a majority of finance, HR, and a little bit of technology. Who would have thought you would have been involved in HR, finance? <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. And do you, do you feel that the training you had and the experience you had in the service prepared you for this role? Absolutely. Everything, even just working in, it's, you would almost say it's a startup feel in regards to becoming an employee ownership company in 2018. So it's go, 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 go. And you have to be so resilient and adaptable. Yeah, I can imagine. What are some other skills that from your time in the military and, and afterwards, you know, you know, you've got them now and you know that they make you stronger and more capable now? Just the ability to research and utilize my resources. Um, any sort of resource is out there and potentially just got to take the time to look for it and potentially reach out and be willing to reach out for help. That's great. I don't think anyone else has said that before, the ability to research. And was that part of your role um, doing HR and finance? Yeah. Well, I went, really, there's so many Army regulations <laughs> that you have to take the time to navigate right. through and research. And like I said, it's not, it's case by case. Each situation is very different. So you have to look at it, you know, you almost have to look at the, pull different information and research through all of those army regulations to find or populate an answer or help right. get the paperwork set up for which process they're going to take. Right. Hey, look, just as we wrap up, great talking to you and great hearing of your experiences and the skills and strengths you've taken from your time in the military and how they're helping you now. What was something you would say to a person who's considering going into the military and considering serving? What advice would you give them? Create a plan. Really take a look at your plan as you transition out. Honestly, you have the resources available to you, even if that's reaching out to a senior leader make sure you ask for help and ask questions because it's only going to benefit you in the long run. So right at the start, having a plan of your, your exit strategy and working towards Correct. that. <laughs> right. That's smart. That's really good. Yeah. Okay. Well, look, um, thank you very much, Michael, for sharing with us your story and what you're doing now and giving advice and guidance as well. For those of you watching the recording, whether you're on LinkedIn, YouTube, Facebook, Twitch, Twitter, whatever platform we're on, you can see that we've got uh, Michael's profile, his LinkedIn profile going along the bottom of the screen. So we'd love for you to reach out to Michael if you would love to gather his advice or connect with him. We'll also put the big LinkedIn banner up there on the screen. Michael, thank you very much for your time and I really appreciate your service.
Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate this. And for those of you watching the recording, we look forward to seeing you again on another Veteran Stories. And of course, UARD, our university, was set up so that we can recognize all the experience and training and background that you have in the military or in being a first responder. So we'd love for you to reach out to us if you'd like your bachelor degree or your master's degree faster by recognition of prior learning. We are VA funded. And if you'd love to travel to New Zealand where I am, we'd certainly make you welcome. So thank you, Michael, and thanks thank everyone you. for being with us. Thank you.